I believe we're live. It's time for Bob, Spike, and Joe. Joe, that's not your best look. I understand. My <laughs> wife wants to listen. She says, is this live? Well, I guess it is now. It is now. Uh, oh, your wife is? Yeah. Tell her where to listen at. Okay. So uh, we're switching 100% to YouTube. Uh, and uh, the reason for that is a, a bunch of different reasons. But this will be our last time with Bob, Spike, and Joe streaming live on Facebook. Uh, basically, you can get it on demand super easy on YouTube, whereas on Facebook, each each week they try to get us to advertise, and then they try to just squelch it more. It's just Facebook. It's just I know I'm on Facebook, trashing Facebook. Do you think the bots know? Well, they never met a fee they didn't like, so. <laughs> get it, meta? Ah. So uh, here we are, Bob, Spike, and Joe. We have a couple of exciting things today. Uh and I'm going to give a tease of one of them. Um, I'd like each time we do this to um, to play some classic memory and talk about it, as well as talk about current events. And, uh, well, I'm just going to give you a little tease of what we're going to play later. It's an interview with a huge, famous celebrity who was on uh, the show, uh, I think, about 14 years ago. How are you feeling about meeting your hero today? I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. Luciana, nice to meet you. Why are you embarrassed? I feel like I, I just uh, messed my, my tuxedo before we even got to the prom. Russell Brand is I really think this guy is going to be. Did you I realize you were doing stuff. it that no. you would ask him a question and then not you would just keep well, I was, trying, his I was trying to justify the question. I was trying to, you know. In get him to the Greek, Russell Pray. She's in. She She's in. He said. All right, hang on. Is the answer. I know, but I want to impress him with my knowledge of his world. He's like the James Bond of rock and roll. Remember this? One of the proudest moments of my life. It was awesome. And the tease <clears throat> makes it sound like it was horrible, but it was so yeah. good. Uh, Russell Brand, right as Get Him to the Greek was coming out, made an in-person visit to our studio, which had everybody pretty excited because he was already famous. But Spike, as he was coming in, you said, you have no idea how big he's going to be. This is going to put him over the top. This is going to make him huge. And then you were like, <clears throat> I'll let you tell it. I fanboyed. I totally fanboyed out on the guy. I almost, I almost, you know, stained my shorts over this guy. Uh, Joe, do you remember the Russell Brand day? Oh yeah, he was a lively guy. I remember that. Uh, Whoops. And uh, Joe, uh, your just... audio started crapping out a little bit. Okay. Edit uh, mic settings. Let me uh, give you a little more volume. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, I remember him uh, very well. Super lively dude. I mean, he brought so much energy into uh, the room at a very early hour, and that's unusual yeah. for for actors in general, and, comedians uh, especially. Yeah, and famous ones. Yeah. It seemed that sometimes they're reluctant, but I remember that was a fun day. Did you change something on your board? No, I haven't changed anything, but I certainly could. <laughs> I mean, I'm. 
I mean, let's buy a scratch and win ticket and see what happens. No, uh, <laughs> no, no you're, you're, said, you sound great. I haven't touched the thing. So. Oh, perfect. Well, then I'm not even going to worry about it because your mic just started warbling a little bit. But oh, oh I have way higher than I should have it. I mean, all right, turn I, it down I, a little yeah, and I'll yeah, turn it up here. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have it. Usually, this is where I would have it. All right, I, I think it's better that way. The, radio, the, the yeah, mistake you made was listening to me. There's a little bit of echo though. I hear that too. Can we, uh, if I, if I go, this may make it a lot worse or it may make it better. Let's see if we do this. All right. Is that better? I think it's completely gone. Oh, now I can't hear you guys though. Uh-oh. All right. Just put back. <laughs> okay. How's that? Is that any better or is it the same? I'm going to do echo cancellation on my side. This will be fine. Better? It sounds, everything sounds perfect to me. Yeah. So, it sounds I mean, good now. Okay. All right. That's the thing about live. If it wasn't live, we could edit it, and I'm seriously considering not doing it live. What do you guys think? No, live is better. Okay. You work hard enough. <laughs> All right. So the Russell Brand interview will be at the end of our discussion uh, tonight. And it turns out, when I saw that promo, I thought, oh, that must be really embarrassing for Spike. And then when I watched the interview, you were as freaking funny as you ever are i mean you and he i think you didn't think you guys connected but he totally was into everything you did and all i had to do there was sit there and you know direct traffic because it was so funny i I think i said maybe the funniest thing i've ever said in my life to him in trying to in trying to compliment him and I don't want—I don't want to give it away because it's in the interview. But I, to this okay. day, I remember—I remember saying it. It's, I don't think I've ever been prouder of something uh, I came up with off the cuff. Good. So. And by the way, to any listener, if there's a incredible uh, interview, celebrity, or memory, uh, and we have it at BobRivers.com, you can feel free to suggest it to us anytime. Can, can I? Can, can yeah. I upset you? When, when, when we were setting up, you asked me what that picture behind me was. And asked me if that was Jesus. I thought it was Jesus Christ. It's not. And, I, and I, it's pretty much the same thing. I'll show you who it is. It's Ozzy. <laughs> uh, Ozzy Christ. It's, yes. It, it's it's Ozzy from the day he came to your house. Oh, wow. Well, that's when we got that um, got that autographed picture. And then we remember he went to the show that night. So, uh, yeah. No. <laughs> All right. Let's... Uh, Let's start with Joe today, because Joe, I, I think, uh, as a broadcast professional teacher, has actually put some work into a few things he wants to talk about. Well, um, well, first of all, I got to say, I'm a little down. Uh, I just got really humbled uh, by my alma mater, Newport High. They came in here and marched in here and beat my badminton team 10 to 1 and marched right out. And uh, <laughs> tomorrow, I got to uh, play interlake another badminton machine uh, and then thursday i got to go and take my girls to newport and do it again it's it's we're in the tough part of our season here as a badminton coach and uh, um our girls are great uh attitudes and, and really nice people mm. uh but uh, uh some of these bellevue schools uh, they, they're a badminton factory let's just face it that's uh that's what they do. <laughs> let's um, let, let's get into the how and why of that after we first ask you, how did you become a badminton coach? Um, well, mostly because they needed somebody to do it. Um, and I actually, you might not believe this, Bob, but I have some badminton prowess. And I don't know if we ever talked about this much. When I was uh, at Newport High, that's my alma mater, and, and uh, 
in PE, they didn't have a boys badminton team and still don't. Uh, they don't do badminton for boys, which is a, uh, some boys are really want that to happen. But I could beat just about everybody in my high school in badminton because when I was a real little boy, I uh, grew up next to a lady named Marcia Chinnock, and she was an Olympic badminton player for England. And uh, she took us around like when I was 10 or 11 years old all over the Northwest playing tournaments. And I was by far the worst person on the team, but everybody else was pretty good. So uh, forwarded to high school and I actually knew what I was doing and I could beat everybody except one Swedish exchange student named Nell. This guy was about, and I'll always remember. I mean, I could be. Do you remember him? Well, I could beat baseball yeah. players that are playing Major League Baseball, you so, know, that went um, to the MVP. In badminton, what do you call the thing that you hit? Well, you can call it a birdie or you can call it a shuttlecock. You that's, can, uh, that's what I'll I thought. I'll leave okay. it up to you. We did usually you, go birdie these days. It's a did little, you, little I'm less not going to get into the political correctness yeah. of that, but did you choose badminton because of all balls in all of sports? It's the lightest one. Well, yes, it's, it's, it's harder to get hurt and it's, uh, you know, I mostly did it because there was an opening. I'm the assistant coach. I'm not the coach. I'm the assistant no. coach. And, yeah, but, uh, yeah, but hold on. I've seen Ted Lasso. You're super important. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you should and, be I, the guy. yeah. and I'm in charge of the doubles. I mean, we have singles and doubles and I coach the doubles and, uh, mm -hmm. frankly, we've done pretty well. In fact, um, we haven't got skunked all year. Even today we won one game. That's pretty good. And I believe our overall record is four wins and five losses now, which is three more wins than I think we've ever had in a season. So things are looking up. But I, I won't say I do it for the money, but I do get a little extra money. And this radio station's a rabbit hole, so it pulls me out of here and takes me to the gym a couple hours every day. And I get some steps in. I get some exercise. I get to... You know, meet meet some uh, great students that I might not meet otherwise. Does your phone congratulate you for walking all the way to the shuttlecock and then watching it? Watching oh, the game? This, this little thing will when it buzzes, and it's going to yeah. be getting close. I got my Fitbit here. I yeah. love to get my steps. Oh, I just got I got to do fifteen hundred more still before it'll buzz for me today. But. Well, you can stand up and walk in place while we do this if you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, that's not what I came here to talk about. That's no. just where I'm wearing my shirt. I just happened to get done, and I rolled over here to. No, that's uh, awesome. Before, before, hold on, before you move off of a badminton, Joe, I, I got to say, any kid that gets you involved as a teacher or a coach is better for it, hmm. and I yeah. mean that wholeheartedly, man. And our other coach, who you might even know, Spike, or would remember, the, the head coach is a guy named Kelly John Lewis, who was uh, he was one of Don James' offensive linemen way back in yep. the day. Played next to Ed Cunningham, but yep. me and Kelly are the are the coaches, and we're about the. I don't want to brag, but we're about the two nicest, easygoing guys you're going to find, and uh, uh, we don't win as many as we lose, but we 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 definitely uh, have a good time, and I think the girls enjoy the the positive spirit that we bring. So You're, you are the living embodiment of Ted Lasso. Yeah. You, it, you truly it, are. You're, it's a blast. Right. I'm, I'm behind on my Ted Lasso. I haven't started the new season. I got to do that. I love no. that. I haven't either. And I'm not going to because I binge. I don't have one, a one episode helping and then wait a week. First off at my age, I frequently <laughs> forget where the plot left off. And then I have to, <laughs> You know, I like to binge until I'm, uh, and then I, and, and then I'll watch more right. the next night. So well, I waited. Long, <clears throat> yeah, I waited almost until the end of the second season to start, 
And I didn't expect much because the first season was so good. I thought, and they seemed to resolve everything, you know, all the tensions between him and the, you know, owner of the team. And I thought, oh, well, they, where are they going to go with it? And then the second season was better than the first. And it, it really, it really should be, most churches should require watching Ted Lasso to be in the congregation. It's, it's, so, <laughs> it's so positive and uplifting and so the opposite of almost all of the uh, media agenda that is in our world today, which is designed to divide people. Uh, this takes every divisive situation you can think of and resolves it in a loving way and a surprising loving way too. Don't you, uh, you, you also agree, right, Spike? Yeah, the, yeah, absolutely. This is why they had the cast from Ted Lasso come and speak at the White House during Mental Health Week. Hmm. I mean, it's a, it's one of the, one of the rarest positive message shows that you, you'll ever find. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's veiled in a sports show, which makes people yeah. learn without realizing they're being taught something. That's the best way to teach people. Hey, so Joe, do you have, did you steal any stuff from Ted Lasso? Do you have any um, inspirational signs hanging up in the girls' uh, badminton locker room or uh, anything like that? What? Oh, I got ins inspirational signs at every corner. Um, okay. What's your favorite? You go, well, if you go to our main radio station control room, you're going to see a big sign that says, attention, positive attitudes only allowed beyond this point. I don't want anybody going into my live control room uh, feeling snarky or stinky. You got to have a positive attitude before you crack a mic around here. Awesome. I got another one um, saying nobody will remember you for the clothes you wore, uh, the friends you had, or the grades you got, but they will remember uh, for how they, how you made them feel, uh, you know, stuff like that. I got that stuff uh, hanging around and I, I, I believe that, you know, I mm. believe a lot of, uh, a lot, I think you do have to choose your attitude. And, okay. And, uh, so it only it, took us 18 minutes, but what was your first topic tonight? My first topic? Well, if you want to really know, I can give you yeah. some, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty hot about a couple things and I don't know right. how much fun we'll have, but I'm, I'm really tired of guns and I'm really tired of crime. And, um, I'm 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 starting to witness it getting closer and closer to me, and I don't like it. I've You're I lived yeah. my first lockdown. That was a real lockdown where they get on the intercom and they say we're locking down right now. There's a, a threat to the school. And well, it's know, not as cheerful as the time you told the story about losing your wallet at the adult novelty store, but it's an important topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it, and it's a it's an unsettling feeling. I mean, yeah. I've never. And this is my eighth year, and thank goodness I've never had that happen. And um, it happened to us a couple of weeks ago here, and it was not, uh, in the end, a big deal. But you just don't know that. I mean, mm. when you get the this is not a drill, lock your doors. And what it came to be was there was a, a call for a domestic disturbance uh, armed situation in a house nearby. Ah, Turned no. out that even that was diffused and not didn't turn into a but a you big had you had a scare oh yeah you personally the, recently. they have a yeah. system when the you know when the when the emergency control calls the school and says you have to lock down and this is the first time we've ever now, done that I, i'm not in seattle but i assume this would have been a news story no because it's happening no? all the time uh we've no? had yeah. how many yeah. shootings that we had in this year we've had more than one per day um you know and, and that's where i'm really you know, America is supposed to be a can-do country, and 
I'm tired of people saying we can't do anything about people shooting each other. Uh, there was a kid, uh, Elijah Lewis, who got shot in Seattle Saturday night, taking his cousin to uh, the monster truck show. This kid had nothing, nothing to do with nothing. He was, in fact, a real uh, community activist, peaceful guy. And uh, he just happened to be driving down Pike Street at uh, 545 in the evening um, and just somebody shot him just for no reason other than he's there. I am now well, the, the reason the, the story I'm hearing is um, somebody was driving one of those scooters and the car like nudged the scooter or bumped into the scooter accidentally. And the scooter driver was armed 35 year old and just shot into the car and killed the 23 year old wounded a nine year old. It, question from a viewer, which I think is an interesting question. And it goes a little to the heart of my, I don't have a lot, obviously I don't have solutions. Uh, and I love to, when we talk about a difficult topic like this, I love to make it our rule to say, to try and say something different from what everybody else keeps saying over and over, uh, because that feels like it just stay, you're staying on the hamster wheel of futility. Um, this guy, uh, Grass CPAJ, says, does your own radio station report on these lockdowns or do they try to change the mood? And before you answer that, I mean, the reason I think that's an interesting question is I feel there's too much reporting. I feel in some way that the reporting takes stressed out mentally ill people and gives them an opportunity to think of themselves as potential media stars. Your, your uh, response, Joe. Well, it, it's not a matter of changing the mood or what do we report on or what do we not report on. I mean, in the situation of, of ours, I mean, we don't jump on the air and say, hey, we're in a lockdown. Uh, come on down or don't come down. But if if there was a way that it would be helpful to the situation, if, if it came to it, and that's the other thing, we are the emergency responders for, you know, this is where you go to get news if, if 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 I were stuck in the radio station and I could give any viably confirmed information that would be of help, I would. But it's not a matter of mood; it's a matter of survival. I mean, if 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 you know there is a situation and you know where it might be in the community or in the building, then I think you have to do whatever you can do to get the word out to tell the people. Um, as far so as you're, so, you're ready to be of assistance if you could. But right. other, otherwise, you don't um, report on it. Particularly, you, you you keep business as usual unless you're needed. Yeah, and as far as like reporting it in a news context or anything, we're not sweeping things under the rug, but we're also re reporting whatever the priority news of the day would be. This was a non-event in the end, hmm. other than the fact that how did how did it make you know fifteen hundred people feel to to yeah. to not know what was going on? And, and a lot of the talk is. How do we how do we communicate more quickly? Because we were kind of for about fifteen plus minutes, not sure what was going on, you know, and uh, and that's uh, that's kind of that's kind of a, a scary thing. But I'll tell you, I'm and I'm, you know, me, I'm a pretty easygoing guy. But I'm I don't even like mowing my grass now because having my back to my street, I, I'm I'm really I'm really feeling. Um, that crime and, and guns have really gotten out of hand. Even in my neighborhood, I was just before we logged on, there's people going into backyards and taking the light bulbs out of the back, uh, the back, uh, thing so they can, 
you know, break in and stuff. This is like right in my immediate Bellevue mm -hmm. neighborhood. It's happening every day right now. And uh, that bugs me. In fact, I did get me. Uh, I got a good critter cam now. I got, I've really, uh, I'm alarmed up and I love watching the, the, the bobcat and the deer. And so far, I haven't even seen anything any more villainous than that crawling around back there. But, but I do like, uh, like my, uh, my cameras. And I was always so trusting of everybody. And I have not been a direct victim. But the fact that it's happening, at least in our area, and I think in a lot of the country with such regularity, I mean, uh, and I don't want to be a bummer, but getting shot is the number one cause of death for kids now under 18. That's the, you know, that's beating out any disease that's beating out even car wrecks. Getting shot yeah. is the number one cause of death, which is uh, just baffles me that we can let that happen in America. And there can still be people that say, there's nothing we can do about it. Uh, maybe we need to get everybody some more guns. Um, if there weren't any guns, there wouldn't be people getting shot. And it doesn't happen that way in the rest of the world, even poor places than our places. So I, I you know, that's the, I don't want to be political, but I am freaking sick of guns. I'm sorry. And I'm sick of, of being afraid in parts of the world, parts of our country where there really should not be a reason to be afraid. And it's not the guns. It's the people. I know that, but if they didn't have guns, uh, I'd, I'd have feel I'd have a lot better chance against them. Uh, you know, if I was, they wanted to attack me with anything else, guns, a cowardly way to go after somebody. And, and it's happening on a daily basis in, in my world. It feels like right now, very, very disappointing. And I don't have any jokes for that, but I do feel like there's gotta be something done. I got some jokes about little uh, no, guys. No, no, no. We're going to get to the – you went with what was bugging you the most, and I asked for it, and it's fine. I, I'll i go to what I uh, said earlier, and then um, – and Spike, you're the experienced talk radio pro, so you deal with this crap all the time. Um, for me, uh, there's a there's an old expression in Maine. Uh, someone uh, comes to a dead end, and they're at a river – and they see the person on the other side, and that's the town they want to get to. And they say, well, how do I get there? And the person says, in the Pepperidge Farm voice, you can't get there from here. And that's a little bit how a lot of our politics feels, is that uh, I do believe that mo people are mostly good and mostly want what's best. But there is a divide. There is a moat between uh, us that makes compromise difficult. And it turns into blaming. It turns into, um, you know, a. Uh, it turns into if only the other side would do this, and the, and you know, one side seems to say, we need more guns, and 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 a euphemism for guns is more protection. So, for example, after nine eleven, <clears throat> we would never go back to. I'm running to catch a plane. I'm late. I got to the airport 10 minutes ahead of time. I can run right to the gate, you know, give them my ticket and get on the plane. After 9-11, everything changed uh, because we needed security. It feels like we're in that kind of a time now where we need security, uh, but we can't get there from here. We can't get there from where we are situated as a people. And... Um, 
you know, look, politically, societies for thousands of years, probably all the way back to Fred Flintstone's time, there were conservatives and liberals. They just were conservative and liberal about different things, you know, dinosaur meat and um, Bam Bam with his club. You, you know what I'm saying? Spike? Yeah, the, the assault rock launcher was banned in bedrock. It but was. I will say that. Yeah. So, um, you know, Bob, well, Bob, you, you taught me something a long time ago that bears true in this instance. It's that you can never convince someone of something when their livelihood depends, depends on, on their not, not believing yes. it. And there are too many people who are, their political livelihood depends on them believing that taking away guns is not the answer. And they're, 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 and those are the people who are charged with making change is our elected officials. Yeah. So and until, until, we get, <laughs> until we get the money out of our political system, it will, it will have no bearing on our on and, weapons, on drug prices. Yeah. On, on oil oil prices on our energy our energy system as long as people's livelihoods believe depend upon them believing a certain thing nothing's going to change which believe, brings me to my default position on any unsolvable problem um there's an, another and by the way that quote it is amazing how difficult it is for a man to understand something when his salary depends on his not understanding it that yeah. explains almost all illogical behavior from human beings you know um, there's a, 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 just so many examples of that. Um, my other, uh, fun go-to in these intractable situations is if you had a magic wand or a stick like Gandalf, the wizard, mm -hmm. um, how would you fix it? And it's an interesting question to ask anybody of any persuasion because, it removes their that you can't you can't answer the magic wand with well it's the other side's fault that I don't have a magic wand you can't you know as you go magic wand oh what's the solution <clears throat> my magic wand solution uh, is one that would be very simple it would be that um, a gun is like a car you have to register it you have to own it and in order to have one you have to have a background check and 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 you know if you're a convicted felon or if you have mental health issues, we're still not going to get everybody. Uh, but what Joe points out is, is totally um, in my wheelhouse too. I think we should feel competitive as a country that we should be not coming in last on bad shit, yeah, bad yeah. things. In other words, uh, most of these civilized countries in the world do way better on this than we do. So we're, we, we should all agree we're not doing something and then if you had a magic wand, what would it be? I, I, blame, I blame drag for this. Drag I blame, queens, I blame, yes. I, no, not drag queens, drag. I blame guys in wigs and stockings and makeup. Oh, oh those almost, guys. Yeah. Almost 250 <laughs> years ago. Oh, I wish I yeah. heard the first time yeah. you, get, you said that on the radio. That's hilarious. That, no, that was right now. This was the first time yeah. I heard it. Oh, if the I founders of our country were drag queens, yeah. basically. Yeah, they were, wearing those oh, fake yeah. wigs, yeah. With the, with the buckly shoes and the stockings and the wigs and the sure. makeup and the little beauty mark and crap. Now, I, I go back and remove three words from our history. Shall not be infringed. Would change everything. It, the, the Second Amendment is the only amendment that's not subjected to regulation because of those three words. Oh, there's no other... Shall so not be infringed. It's the only liberty one. and the pursuit of happiness can all be regulated heavily? Yep. Free speech is regulated. Yeah. Everything, you know, the ability to not every constitutional right except the second mm. lacks the words shall not be infringed. And they've hung their hat on that to the point of 
mass genocide. There's your magic wand solutions, Joe. Is there anything else we can do for you today? No, I think, I mean, that's a start. And what she's just acknowledging that there, there has to be solutions. I mean, there's, yeah. you know, uh, we are a country that is supposed to be problem solvers and ingenuity and leading the way and in, in stuff. And, and we are frankly, like you say, we are the worst of the worst here, civilized yeah. or uncivilized countries. I mean, this is just getting totally out of hand that people and as much as i as much as i don't like the guns the lawlessness too that people can just walk into stores and not just you know i stuck a candy bar down my sock once and i really felt guilty about it i stole but i didn't ever take a cart you know a grocery cart in fill it with 10 cases of beer and anything else i wanted and just roll out and dare anybody to do anything about it i mean that just doesn't happen in other parts of the world like it's happening right now we are to a point i, I, yeah, I went to my grocery got. store went to my grocery store up the street from my house and i went in like like two minutes before they closed and the, the door was already locked and i said to the grocer slow night he goes well for shoppers because you're the first shopper i've seen in a half an hour to an hour he goes kids come out come in walk in and walk out with whatever they want there's nothing sure. we can do about yeah. it they're told not to confront theft because there's too much litigation tied to God forbid you you hurt some kid trying to walk out with a case of beer, a seventeen year old. You try to stop him, he gets hurt, and he owns your grocery store. I'm glad I live in a safe place like Las Vegas. You've got, <laughs> you know, you've got put, put the mob in charge of everything. Yeah. <laughs> so some made guys up in here clean this shit up. Oops, sorry. So uh, <laughs> no, we haven't used the F word. That was our deal with Joe. By the way, Joe, okay. we all took a pact, like a Boy Scout oath of honor. To, uh, right to here, yeah, respect that. You bet. Well, and it'll help. I mean, I, I, and I may be wrong. People can chime in. I think we're live. I mean, do you like hearing people swear? Or I think it's, you know, we didn't swear for 25 years, so I don't see any compelling need to start now. Well, uh, I do. Ted Lasso, huge ratings, huge show, fantastic. <laughs> Swearing well, all the yeah. time. Well, he does it in a funny and redeeming way. It's yes, one of exactly. His it's one of the characters, you know. Flipping hilarious, if you ask me. Yeah. Anyway, so um, all right, moving on. I I did not thought I did not think you'd lead with that heavy topic, Joe. Uh, it it causes me to say one more thing to cap it off, and you started by saying this: we should have more pride in how we treat each other, even yeah. politically. In every possible way. And that's why I call myself a radical centrist. Uh, I refuse to participate in any political party that makes its primary focus talking about what's wrong with the other side. And that, to me, is both major political parties. Uh, I want to hear... Um, I want to hear leadership. I want to hear pride. And you know what? We need to go to Mars. Remember we went to the moon? That was so cool. Walter Cronkite was on. He didn't have any opinions. I, I think that's fake, by the way. I think Walter had opinions. I just think... Mm -hmm. Everything was very polite back then, and there were only three networks. So, um, you know, human nature is human nature. But I, I believe I could really consider myself a patriot if we had some totally bipartisan missions uh, to solve some problems in this country that everybody agreed that they were all for. And, um, you know, and, and, and that's the thing. This is... Um, and I think everybody can agree. Who's all for not having kids get shot? Everybody say I. I mean, this seems like things that 
I don't see how you can argue about this stuff. Now you can argue about how you're going to solve it, but I think everybody can agree. I'm tired of my stuff getting stolen. I'm tired of my kids getting shot. Let's let's quit the politics and do something about those two things. There seems to be solutions in other countries. You know, a lot of kids when I was when we were kids, everybody was smoking. Kids were smoking, and you could smoke. Then they got rid of Joe Camel, the Marlboro Man, all that business. Less kids smoked. I Last mean, you've got smoked. to start somewhere, and you've got to change the rules, mm-hmm. or you won't get anywhere. Change the rules. All right. Uh, can't get that from here. <laughs> Sorry. Just but you can. You know, if he yeah. says you can't, then asking you won't. people to give up their politics these days, it, it's. Uh, I've made this point a few times. I don't know if I've done it with you, Spike, but politics is like the WWE. Remember the uh, decades ago, it was the WWF back then, the World Federation of Wrestling, and we used to everybody used to say, "But it's all fake. It's all scripted. It's not real." And we would go, "Then why do tens or fifties of millions of people love watching it for the scripted drama? Don't why, don't they know it's fake?" Well, that's how I feel about politics now. Is it's all quite fake, and quite um, you know, schadenfreude and quite scripted. And yet, I watch all these people root for whoever the Hulk Hogan. I think the Republican Hulk, Hulk Hogan would be Ted Cruz or something like that. And and I, I watch him and I go, well, you know that's an act. You know there's no facts behind it. But then I feel the same way watching anybody on either party. It's, it's sort of like they're rousing a mob. And if Joe wants everyone to agree that something could be solved, they have to first stop being the mob of why it can't be solved. Well, there's, there's a big difference between governance and politics. Governance is boring. Yes. Committee meet committee meetings and cloture motions and everything else is boring, but that's how shit gets, pardon me. That's how stuff gets done. Yeah. Politics is the narrative. We, the blood sport narrative we get to enjoy on but a million per night. Goes, it's um, WWE. It, it's all uh, fake. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's oh, it's 80% fake. Let's put it this way. Yeah, if yeah. you went to get some meat and you s- saw that it was only 40% fake, would you still buy it? Maybe if it was Subway and you thought the turkey tasted good. But I'm still saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way, did you see did you see where they yeah. made a meatball out of mammoth meat the other, last week? What is mammoth meat? Well, woolly mammoth meat. Oh, they from found, a glacier? They found, yes, they found the genetic oh. code, recreated the DNA of mammoths. And made a meatball the size of a bowling ball out of mammoth meat. Real mammoth said, or a cloned mammoth? Well, it was cloned. It was cloned okay. from yeah. from but from a from a genuine DNA strand like in Jurassic Park. Yeah. In Jurassic yeah. Park, they made a meatball of mammoth meat. It yeah. was like, what a what a ridiculous, useless story. I'm like, until you figure that in about 70, 100 years, you know, paying for a real cow steak is going to be something that only the Elon Musks and Bill Gates can do. Yeah, the rest yeah. of us are going to be going to be eating, you know, uh, lab created, store bought, you know, meat from from different things that we're never yeah. walking around eating grass. And and by the way, that's a, that's a good shift on topics because the science that we're experiencing now is so incredible mm. and is going to change so much. And in in fact, even Joe, I would say. It's a double-edged sword, uh, but crime uh, may not be solved by politicians and divided groups coming together and singing kumbaya. It may be solved by the increasing 
surveillance state that we live in making it impossible to get away with almost anything, which is, you know, where we're heading. Uh, and, and that sounds terrible, but at some point, nearly every spot in civilization or in, in nearly every person is going to be recording. Like now when there's a shooting, part of why it's such a big story is you've got almost got, you've got the helmet cams, you've got the surveillance cams, you've got yeah. the, it, it can be told like a movie. Here's the killer driving up. Here's the children playing across the street in the playground. I hate to say it, but we human beings love drama and these changes that are occurring in our ecosystem make these stories more compelling and told more, but they may also come around to making them less possible to happen. Artificial intelligence, um, <clears throat> you know, TikTok, TikTok's a hilarious one. I w was listening to you and Jack talk about uh, TikTok and everybody, it's a bipartisan issue, by the way, everybody agrees that it's dangerous that China is spying on us. And yeah. then the unspoken sentence is, our companies and our government are the only ones that are supposed to spy on us and control us. <laughs> and so we want to put a wall around our country digitally and keep other countries' internets out. And I'm talking like, isn't that what we used to criticize about China is that they didn't have an, and they don't, by the way, they don't let Google and Facebook in. And we're finding we need the security fence too. Uh, but where this all leads is there's almost almost nothing that's not going to be known, which is amazing. The only, thing that's going to, the only thing that you're not going to be sure of, and as you and Spike mentioned, is is it organic, real stuff, or is it synthetic? Yeah. Thought, everything. You know, it's Is that a, real mammoth yeah. meat? Yeah. Is that a real person talking to you on the TV right now? Yeah. Is that, By the yeah, way, yeah, that's Bob, scary. Spike, and Joe. We don't have to do this anymore. Uh, oh, I just programmed this. I programmed this into AI, <laughs> and these three guys will talk to you every week. Would it be any good? Not yet. But the first mimeograph machines were barely legible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Joe's right. Like these deep fake videos. Mm. Soon, you're not, soon, soon, next election cycle, you're not going to be able to leave, believe your eyes or your ears. Well, but that's good. So here's the thing. This is part of progress. Like, in order for blueberries to grow, you know what has to happen? Uh, Mama blueberry and a papa blueberry have to fall in love and make little plants? <laughs> no. no, they grow after a forest fire. So uh, oh. destruction plants the seeds of renewal. And, and so what's happening now, we're so early in the early pitches of this game of, uh, 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 I don't even know what to call it because we're past the information age. We're now into the artificial intelligence age and we're just knocking on the door of it. Now, is it dangerous? Yeah. Was nuclear energy dangerous? Yeah, not done perfectly correctly. <laughs> yes. and, and so that's how I feel about the information age. For example, the problems Joe's talking about um, aren't going to be solved by giving everybody a gun. Um, they aren't going to be solved ever because there's always a, a wild nature of human. Uh, what we want is our numbers not to be as bad as you know, worse than civilized countries. So there's a certain amount of death and there's a certain amount of tragedy that, you know, none of us gets out of here. We all have an expiration date. So we can't eliminate anything bad, but we we should be proud of how well we do as opposed to ashamed of it. Do we agree on that? 
Yeah. So safety belts, TSA, think about all of the things that have changed in your life. I mean, I saw a picture today. Uh, someone posted a picture in a chat group I'm in of his birthday party when he was seven. And he was blowing out the candles over an ashtray and his uncle had a big stogie and oh, cigar yeah, yeah, right yeah. next to his face. Have you seen that one? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's circulating. Oh, around. yeah. Could be everybody's and, birthday party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's like things have really, uh, you know, we're too careful now. Not really. We're much safer up until COVID, up until this gun violence, our um, life expectancies just kept going up and up and up. And I think if I were running for president, rather than talk about guns, I'd talk about how we should have pride in ourselves again and how we should not be happy with our declining numbers. We should not let China outcompete us. We should win. We should fight. We should innovate. We should find innovative ways to solve the problems instead of shouting at each other. Anybody yeah, we need, would anybody we need, cover a politician like that? That will actually want to solve problems. And, and I think arguing. the politician's going to get the most coverage is the one who's being arraigned in court tomorrow. Oh, yeah. It, speaking of must, I mean, that's paper. Who had the pool? We made it 40 minutes into this conversation. I, I had the under, so I lost. <laughs> so well done, man. Well yeah, yeah. done. And I brought it up, so I did it intentionally. Uh, but that's part of the point, uh, Joe and Spike. Love you both. That, that we get what we ask for. And we want divisiveness and drama and not wanting it. Remember when we were younger and, and peace and love, make love, not war. Remember when our movement was to be kinder and more loving to each other? Yeah, we shot all those guys. Yeah. Some of them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, hate to, I don't mean to be, be no. facetious, but yeah, I know. Yeah. But isn't that what we need? Wouldn't you rejoice if there were some younger candidates? By younger, I mean in their 60s. <laughs> whippersnappers. <laughs> Young whippersnappers. Not, even, not their, even eligible for Social Security not yet. Even, oh, my yeah. God. Who were, who were inspiring people to come together in kindness. And if it caught on, why doesn't it catch on? Um, you want the psychological? Because anger is e anger and fear are the easiest emotions to engage, and they're the most powerful. Lizard brain. Studies of political ads show that positive political ads aren't memorable, and destroyer ads are well, the best way to spend your money. Should we stop calling it civilization then? Because the word doesn't fit what we're doing. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. But then again, you know, truth and advertising out the window. Same time, you know, civil, um, civility. So I, I, by the way, I agree with you that that's, but I also think that's an easy answer. I think yeah. if we have a common goal um, that, yeah. um, that we can inspire people, but he, here's what it needs. It needs all the drama of a story. You know, if we were... Um, landing a man on the moon for the first time now, it would be a great big story. Would it compete with a certain ex-president being uh, indicted and arrested tomorrow? Maybe. If we were... Uh, one of the rules of uh, uh, being mentally healthy and several support groups I have wandered in and out of uh, over the time is you, you can't necessarily change your weaknesses, but you can crowd them out with better things. You ever heard that one? Yeah. Like if you just 
do stuff that's useful a little more often, you'll have less time. Right. For, yeah. yeah. Finite amount of time in the day. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. I got the solution. I come up with a solution while you were talking. Sure. Um, you run two candidates, one from each party, and the winner gets to be president, and the loser gets to be vice president. That's the way they used it. to do it. That's I totally they used to love do it. it. Yeah. Uh, first, first two presidents were like Hold on. Like would you hand got, Joe, oh, oh, please, please hand Joe your magic wand after you're done. Sure. I'm going to let you finish. No, Go ahead. Liz Cheney and Elizabeth Warren on the on a third party ticket. Love it. Because yep. I'm, I'm sick of guys running stuff. Trust huh. me. Yeah, I am. So I love sick it. Of guys. Can't get there from here, but I love it, Joe. <laughs> as far as you were, you're saying about being kind, and I know it's cliche, but I do have a shirt that says, uh, "In a world where you can be anything you want to be, be kind." And, yeah. and I know that's cliche, yeah. but but I wear that shirt. And uh, by the way, I bought that shirt for six bucks on Timu uh, from oh the my Chinese. God. <laughs> Chinese are, you know, they're saying be kind. Um, yeah, yeah, and that but, track that shirt tracks your every movement. Yeah, and well, reports I'm, I'm I, I don't get. I, by the way, I don't get the anti-China at all, and no one has explained to me anything that TikTok has ever done that's more dangerous or any different dangerous than any of the other surveillance on the internet. Well, I I agree. I I'm a trusting type, like I said, but I've talked to some people, and one of my uh, colleagues is uh, uh, she's got a master's in political science. She's worked in Russia, Dubai, all over the world, mm. and she is pretty convinced. That the Chinese now, a lot of fine Chinese people. Don't I'm not saying as a nation, but as a government, they're they're infiltrating in in the ways that they can and the ways they're infiltrating. Well, is, uh, is infiltrating a lot like infiltrating? Is it the I same sort so. of thing? Okay, and uh, they're doing. What it, does um, it mean? What does it mean in a global world where we're already clothed by them? And, and, and most mean? of the junk in our house is part of trade between these two different tribes, U.S. and China, and the history of humanity is different tribes trading and sometimes warring with each other. What does infiltrating mean? Well, infiltrating uh, our society uh, one one iPhone at a time by having these apps that are so alluring, like this Timu. I, I saw a Super Bowl ad. I said, you know what? I'll check it out. The stuff is so cheap, you know, and and – so far, it's been pretty good quality stuff. I mean, a three dollar so buying here. cheap stuff from China is not a new thing at all. Doesn't have anything to do with apps. But but is no. I mean, is there a little camera in that nose hair trimmer? I mean, are they putting things in our house? You know, the, <laughs> and and if so, why and. What, what, we don't know. Until do we want point. all the nose hair camera, nose hair trimmer cameras to come from? san francisco from one google place do we want no, them no. all to be american well in all seriousness what they're concerned about is this app that's on my phone that i'm buying super cheap shirts and nose hair trimmers and stuff from what else could that app possibly be doing and you could say that about any app that's on your sure. phone it, it could be but these happen to be um chinese companies and oh, but 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 i'm, be paranoid about I'm that, asking for a one what if what are the things that it could do i have listened to congress i listened to super high-end smart intellectual shows and no one has said this horrible thing happened and it's going to get worse i don't think what, what if I it made all your money go away what if it made all our money go away what if how would your money go away yeah. 
By, because by, every, every phone, Joe's right. Every phone that Tic Tac is on, TikTok, right? they have yeah. Tic Tac. They have access. Delicious to, breath mint. Delicious, but, but not, not a world changer. <laughs> sure. Every, every phone that Tic Tac is on has access to every app on your phone. Everybody banks through their phone. You put a malware in there that eliminates the entire digital banking system in the United States in one bomb day. It's That's too what they could up. do. It's too backed up. Maybe, maybe. Look, look, this this yeah. is really what this is a more realistic way of what what they're doing. Long, it's That's a long pretty term frightening, game. by the way. That sounds like the commie trials. Yeah. The, what was the Joe McCarthy? The, the, the those the, commies are coming. The, the blacklist. Sounds, yeah, it sounds like it's appealing to the same lizard brains. Because let me tell you, banks are all global, Joe. Yeah, out of respect oh, yeah, to you, I didn't say it. Uh, banks are global, and they're all intertwined. And money knows no borders, really, which is why our sanctions don't usually work as well as we'd like them to. So, um, so I, I, I do I believe that something could go wrong with banking? Sure, uh, because these guys will back themselves into their own corner. Uh, but is that going to make me scared of China for an app with kids doing short videos? Well, here, I said this on our show. Maybe you heard it on Cairo. Um, when you look at what TikTok shows Chinese children, it shows them geometry and algebra and engineering. When it shows, when it shows, I think I know where you're going with this. When it shows American kids, TikTok, it's, it's dancing and, and people running through fences and how to steal cars. Is that because okay. American kids are not as ambitious or they're making them not as ambitious? They're making them not as ambitious. They're polluting their feeds. Algorithms Isn't pollute that their, their parents' job? No, that's the that's the that's the what the, that's what the algorithms of TikTok mm. choose to show American kids as opposed to what the algorithms of TikTok shows Chinese kids. And what they're trying to do, let me finish this thought. Sure, no, I love they're, this. They, yeah. they're, they're, by the way, you're speaking about this better than anyone I've ever heard talk about. They, they, are raising a, they are raising a generation of American kids, Gen Z, who has no faith in our government, has no ambition to succeed, and is convinced the world owes them everything that they shouldn't have to work for it. Hmm. Now imagine how much easier America is to take down when you're populated by a generation that doesn't believe in how we got here or who we are. And whose job is it to fix that? Uh, getting getting TikTok out of our kids' hands. Okay, that's whose job. It's, in that case, it's a come up with our own. Do you think uh, that American will version. solve the problem of entitlement and um, laziness that our education system isn't solving, or is it just no, a side no, but bar? It's, it's easier to put out a fire with water than adding gasoline to that fire that already exists. Mm. And it's not the Chinese that are making this content; it's our kids that are making this content. But the algorithms are such that if a kid makes something and they like it, then you're going to get lots more of that. And that's what, the way everything works in this, this world. So, um, uh, by the way, the, the, yeah, go ahead, Joe. I'm sorry. I didn't the mean to Chinese are not letting their kids and letting their society uh, be exposed to this. If they own it and if they, you know, if it's so great, then why won't they even, why don't they, why do they not let their people use it? Right. And, have, have you guys, uh, have you guys watched the show, The Americans? It that was the, uh, the Car- Carrie Russell show where they were uh, spies. There was a show where it, it harkens back to uh, when was it? The seventies, sixties, when uh, when countries spied on each other the old-fashioned way uh, by creating a fake couple, having them have a fake family, and having them infiltrate 
Washington, D.C. and live as normal and move in next to an FBI director and uh, and spy on the country and uh, and try to do all of the things which remarkably are exactly the same as what you're saying TikTok is going to do. And, um, and the problem is, is that for me, it's so hard to buy it because it means we're at a state of constant warfare with with opposing tribes. And in, in reality, and George Carlin says this very well, the, the world's run by these giant corporations who keep us pretending to fight amongst each other so we'll just stay good customers and be distracted from what's really going on. I, I sort of feel, and by the way, that doesn't mean I think there's no danger and that there isn't spying and that there isn't preparation for military I would expect the Chinese to be at least as good as, as we are, and we have the biggest giant military-industrial complex in the world that even Eisenhower, our military <laughs> hero, warned us was going to take over too much of our economy and start making our geopolitical decisions, which, if you've followed what I've been saying since the very first bit of the uh, Ukrainian conflict, it's playing out like you couldn't, you couldn't write that conflict to to be more manipulated for our own profitability in, in the military complex than it is. And so, yeah, all this stuff, uh, hold on, let me put my tinfoil hat on. Uh, did you make it yourself or did it come did, with your membership yeah. card? No, it's, it's yeah. Reynolds wrap. It's the good stuff, by the way. I don't it's believe in the thick it. Oven, no, oven I don't think they receive the transmissions as well <laughs> if you make them out of that Costco stuff. Did you ever see the, uh, the, the meme that says, if you put 100 red ants and 100 black ants in a jar, they'll mm -hmm. get along fine. When you shake the jar, the red ants and the black ants will fight to the death. The problem isn't the half their ants. <laughs> we shouldn't be mad at the red yeah. ants or the mm -hmm. black ants. We should be mad at whoever's shaking the jar. Yeah. That's kind of an analogy for George Carlin's theory on everything. Yeah. I think our – honestly, I think that the algorithms – will show Chinese or American kids whatever is the most profitable for the algorithms to show. I don't think that TikTok is necessarily in the spy business. I think it's it's interesting to accuse China of that because it fits our current geopolitical narrative with China. And it, it we are at a point in human civilization where the United States has been the dominant world currency. The United States has been dominant in banking. The United States has essentially for the most part in our minds kept order and been a proud beacon for people to look up to mm -hmm. beginning of our conversation notwithstanding and now we're at a point where it's just in numbers and wealth uh, china has an edge uh i actually looked up the top banks of the world uh recently because i've been fascinated about these banking collapses and i wanted to see you know does the u.s really run the table and as it turns out the largest banks of the world, a majority, a more concentration of wealth goes to China now. And so is there a competition, a business competition for China to maybe become the world? Because whoever's the world standard of currency, you know, when there's a recession, people buy treasury bonds and they know, you know, treasury T-bills and they know they'll get paid back. And so, you know, we do have a competitor. I think of China more as a competitor than an enemy, I guess. And really, uh, my life has been enriched and our standard of living has been enriched 
uh, by the disparity between our standard of living and wages and theirs. And sooner or later, that stuff has to balance out in the world through trade, I guess. Joe, are you asleep? Because I think mm -hmm. I'm getting boring. Oh, no, no. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm right here. I'm, okay. I'm right here. Um, and, and so I don't look at China as an enemy. And I agree. This And this whole TikTok does concern me because it does sound like you're you're singling out a country. You know, who's to say, you know, that uh, Mark Zuckerberg is any better than, you know, I mean, we're putting his stuff on our phones or Jeff Bezos or, or whoever. Amazon sure knows a lot about me. You got to be running loud of toilet paper about this point. You haven't bought any for a while, you know. I mean, they'll yeah, send me yeah. a little reminder. So uh, I, I, there's a trust. I will say, if you want to get, you always talk about rocking the vote and getting young people interested in the political process. Um, which, whoever wants to come out and say, you know what, I don't want TikTok taken away, is going to get a lot of support from your 18 to 24 year old. Yeah, it's a numbers voting. game. Yeah. Yeah, because they're if they just ban TikTok, young people are going to look at it as that's not for security. You're just picking on me at this point. Yeah, yeah. and there are older. There's a lot of Americans making good money on TikTok now, and not just young people. There's, you know, YouTube is great, and and all these other platforms. Oh, it sorry, seems Joe. like TikTok, Joe, you're being upstaged by a puppy. Yeah, I heard a bull barking <laughs> earlier. <laughs> it is a cute mm. thing. Yeah. How old Sorry, is lifesaver? She's almost a year. It'll be a year this month. Almost okay. a year. That's wonderful. Yeah, life is still, man. All right. still there. Seventeen years old. Still I there. know that's amazing to me. I know you yeah. lucky is man recently. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. so sorry about that. Yeah, is he? Well, uh, he had a good run. That was that was a few years ago, and uh, he was how, great. how many but, in human years? Uh, Izzy made it to sixteen in human years, and banned at seventeen. He's blind and deaf, and. Uh, you know, just walks around in circles until he tires himself out and then sleeps for 12 hours, but mm. he still loves a good meal, you know, and that's, <laughs> and he, and he made it through another Super Bowl. That's kind of my, you know, as the, I've often said, put me down when I can't watch the Super Bowl. And I thought he'd seen his last <laughs> understand it. Ago. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And he's still sitting right. there right next to me. Right. Yeah, he outlived Tom Brady, but here you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are, you, are you guys, uh, are you guys ready for your classic Bob Spike and Joe clip? Russell Brand came to the studios. Do you remember uh, this was at KZOK, correct? Yep, 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 yep. All right. And uh, Spike just gushed all over him. He thought he overdid it, but seriously, watch. He didn't. Come home, please call and come home. And I know that you won't come just for the cash. Where you come from, my bangers, my beans and mash. Russell Brand is in the house. So excited, so whole grand, my wrist so tight from working with my hands. Please pick me up when I land, just be there when I land. Another day on Primrose Hill, I fear I'm fading. I'll put you in my will. British actor, comedian Russell Brand is a big star. But after this movie, He's going to be a huge star. In Get Him to the Greek, Russell Prey plays an uncooperative, drugged-out rock legend whose handlers uh, have, uh, well, they have to make a transcontinental journey to the Greek theater in L.A. to start a comeback tour for him. 
For this role, Russell has plenty of real-life experience to draw from. And by the way, if you would like to see him doing comedy based on his very colorful life, you can actually see Russell Brand in addition to this monster movie. You could see him tonight at 8 o'clock at the Paramount Theater. For tickets, go to stgpresents.com and watch for Get Him to the Greek to be the comedy hit of the summer starting on June 4th. Uh, Spike got to see a preview and says the movie should be 72 hours long. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm serious. I, and you can attest, you were there. Yeah. Um, I laughed so loud at this movie, I was asked to be quiet by other theater goers. <laughs> Well, that seems a bit draconian. So I peed on him. It was it seemed, <laughs> peed, only, it, it, it right seemed on only fair. That's right. It seemed only That's fair. how much he loves you. That's a good way of resolving conflict as well. <laughs> if anyone disagrees with you, give them the micturation. The, uh, the, <laughs> the movie covers a 72-hour window, as Bob said. And I really think if you'd have filmed all 72 hours of this trip, it would have been a great way to spend a lot. It would have been better than Woodstock for three days spent in my life. <laughs> it really would have. This movie should be mixed into a, a, an aerosol form and sprayed over the city. Wow. All people can enjoy this movie. Wow, Spike. That's a really good review, particularly the napalm version. Thank you. Because <laughs> they don't know they want it. They need it, but they don't know that they, they don't, need it. People they don't. It. Sometimes they don't know. It's easier for us to decide what people want because people make mistakes. That's how <laughs> Stalinism started. Yes, it is. <laughs> That's a cover. Thank you. It man. is. That's a really good review. Well, Russell, welcome to Seattle. Our, Thanks, you're, Bob. you're here and you're doing a show tonight. And of yeah. course, in advance of this movie, uh, publicizing the movie, uh, are you spending any time? time in Seattle or is it are you is the country like a blur to you at this point yes everything is like a blur and Seattle has the capacity to become more blur like because even on a very very short walk I was offered drugs several times yeah. this is not condemnation of Seattle it's my favorite city on the <laughs> trip so far as a matter of fact but tear down that pike market or yeah. like, it was yeah. kicking off down there we just went for a stroll it was like it was drugs was like hello it was just like a casual greeting. Well, we used to have the internet bubble to rely on for economy in this town. We've had to fall back on our roots, which are drugs. Back to your roots. Yeah, that's, that's what you do. Always go back to what, dance with who brung you. <laughs> you know? Dance with who brung you. Who yeah. used to say that? My dad. Your dad? Yeah. He was all over it. Well, really? we didn't have any girls in our family, so it was very awkward. When no. We danced with who brung us. It was really... Oh, you are really him. into his yeah. humor. I, I love like cut. reading your tweets. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, the old tweets. Yeah. How do you like? Uh, do you like the fact that you can be in twenty-four hour contact with fans? And has it changed the uh, the way you the way you work, or is it just uh, you just live and breathe it and let it be whatever it's going to be? You've got to be careful, Bob. In this narcissistic, self-indulgent age, in celebrity, when everyone fates you and tells you what you want to hear. Not to go a bit mad. I failed. I went mad on the first week when I was told I was allowed free taxis. <laughs> Since then, I've been suffering a great deal. Right. But like, yeah, that tweeting that can be dangerous because a lot of the things I think I should uh, they should go through several filter systems before they reach other people's minds. Well, God gave you one. You just chose not to use it. You don't need that filter system, system just by... No, it's, it's, it's an impediment. Slows us down. Filters are an impediment, yes. First thought, best thought. So yes. said Jack Kerouac. Absolutely. We must listen to the legacy of the beats, the people who gave us this counterculture. What are we doing? Sit around thinking and filtering things. Let's start swearing and overthrowing the government. Right, we're wasting our time in theirs. Right. All Everyone right, well, let's, <laughs> let's keep an eye on it. We can still do a revolution, Spike, me and you. Hey, um, Al, Al the Snow, I think, I think this might be the greatest movie character of my generation. I really do. I thought so. All right, he's a rock star. He's he's the no, he's the rock star. Is it like better than Spinal Tap ever was to you? Ooh, Is it hello. like that's yeah, I mean that's, that's the, the whole claim. Yeah. That's the holy grail of the whole deal. Yeah. I was going to ask who was your inspiration for Aldous because he is. To, and I, I'm a fan of rock and roll. I've 
been a thousand times. Could you stop talking and let him answer? I'm trying. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. When he gushes so over somebody, he tends to ask the run-on question. Go well, on. I've heard it. If, if he's not gushing on him, he's peeing on him. In the <laughs> cinema, there's a lot of fluid coming out of Spike. Um, I was inspired by a lot of the proper rock stars of the 70s, before, uh, the 70s and 60s, before rock and roll had sort of a conscious, before people just, you know, when like sort of like Jimmy Page, Mick Jagger, Bowie, when rock stars were like living on the parameter of death, nearly dead rock stars, you know, like sort of where they were sailing close to the wind, fueled only by egotism and cocaine. That's but uh, low drugs are bad. That's part of my <laughs> message. So uh, like and uh, and uh, you know, so but also I'm friendly with some sort of contemporary nice. musicians, like I'm mates with Slash and like uh, okay. uh, what like and, and Noel Gallagher and them lot. They have uh, some sort of they sort of. They don't seem to care so much. Like, say, if you're a co like comedians or whatever, right. like or actors, they're very sort of nervous about what people think. I once asked Noel Gallagher why he didn't like. I was, How come you say that stuff, mate? And you don't care. And he goes, "As long as I've got a guitar, I know that people will pay ten dollars to come and see me. So, like, if all of it goes away, if so, all of it goes away, he can eat and he can play his music. Can play his music. That's so a, I think, like, yeah, musicians. Thing. So that's why they have that attitude. Yeah. I think. And and that's the the appeal. You could all, you could be that, but you could also be monstrously huge. Yeah, I like that. You like Monstrously Huge. Are you going to enjoy... Because I think you're going to, like, explode with this movie yeah. based just on what Spike said. Uh, are you going to enjoy mega... Like, you have fame now, but are you going to enjoy mega fame? Yeah, it would be nice. I mean, as yeah. long as I don't go mentally ill, you know. I mean, sort of... I don't, you know, it's difficult to say until things happen. I, I've done a lot of things that before I did them, I didn't realise how what, what the experience would actually be like. That is why I uh, no longer keep rubber gloves in my bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> your choice to go unprotected. Wow. It's your choice to go unprotected. All right. It's my choice. Reading your history, and I don't know how many people know all of this, but reading your history, you had a very difficult growing up. You were uh, parents separated when you were six months old. You were molested by a tutor. Your mother... Don't uh, weep for me, Spike. I feel all right. ...had cancer. <laughs> that was You, true. a guy, became bulimic at one point. Which, yeah, that and, was sexist of me. And then you... <laughs> It was, and then and then you had a lot of problems with drugs, which I assume, since you're successful now, drugs are not a problem. You're quite right yeah. because it's very difficult to run heroin addiction in conjunction with a successful career. Yes, one of them has to give way initially. <laughs> career, <laughs> sure. and now heroin. Right, they, they will heroin. not cooperate. Those no. two no. can't do a good job with your can't heroin. Too I find that myself. First, for me, when I was on heroin, that took up a lot of my time. It yeah. was a lot of dedicate. You got to get it, then you got to do it, then you got to sit very, very still, dribbling on your couch. Is <laughs> <laughs> our cycle begins anew? They they begins get anew. Up. Yes. You think, oh, I finished the dribbling on the couch? Right. right, I'll just go to work. Oh no, I've got to get more heroin. And you, and you deal, with that, you deal with that in this movie, get him to the Greek. You deal with that yeah. subject so carefully and thoughtfully. Oh, wicked. Well, that's, you know, yeah. obviously, yeah, Nick Stoller, who wrote the movie and directed it, he's a very, very brilliant man, but not a heroin addict, so... Do you have <laughs> tips for people who who are have these competing things on how to, how to be more successful in your career? Well, if everyone, anyone's got addiction problems, then I would suggest that if it's uh, troubling you, one day at a time, try not to take drugs. And there are uh, support groups for these kind of things. If you're taking drugs and you're enjoying it, congratulations. Well done. <laughs> Carry on. Carry on. <laughs> As you were. Right. Now, your, your girlfriend is Katy Perry still, she right? Yeah, she still is. She yeah. still is. And that's, still. she's pretty hot. And you, yeah. you guys are happy and fun. I love her. She's really great. Yeah. yeah. And is, and she, 
what's happening with her career? Like, to, for both of you to have these massive careers, is it uh, is it difficult to be, like, I always wonder about these show business couples. They're in the tabloids and they both have careers and it sometimes seems hard for them to stay together. How do you guys handle it? Because, right, that stuff is a bit, it's exciting. And when you sort of first, when I first met her, it was like, wow, yeah, she's a pop star. But after a while, people, people are just people, aren't they? Yeah. And all that ephemeral stuff is meaningless. So it's just like, as long as I'm getting on with her and we're honest with each other and chat to each other, all that stuff's meaningless. And we're just like, you know, sort of two people. I'm quite old fashioned. I prefer she didn't have a job and stayed at home and looked after our children. We don't have any children yet, but I do put the cat in a jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you got to know if she's ready for the gig. I put know. the cat in a jacket and say, how does this make you feel? She called the police. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't mind that your character is a bigger star. Yeah, I think she recognises that in the real world, that is not the case. Yeah. In, in, in the fictional world, <laughs> I'm a bigger star. Okay. This character uh, was invented, uh, was it created in the movie Forgetting Sarah Marshall? Or yeah. did it exist before that? Well, what happened was, mate, is I went to the audition for Forgetting Sarah Marshall, uh, a Jason Siegel's movie that Nick Stoller also directed, and the part was for a British author, like a nerdy Hugh Grant writer type character. And I went to the audition, and they said, oh no, he won't be happy, a nerdy writer. Look at him. Let's make the character a rock star. So that's either a massive uh, endorsement of my personality, yeah. or a condemnation of my ability to act. <laughs> Your choice. You got it. A traffic light happened then. What does that mean? That means Train's we coming. have two minutes. Oh, yeah. Two more minutes. That's not Russell enough. Brand. We've got yeah. so much to give. But I wanted to ask you, You Russell. get more for that than a nuclear warning. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> Before you decided to put career first and you were concentrating more on heroin, yes, is it true you got arrested 11 times? Yes, I did get arrested 11 times. I was always getting in trouble with the police. A lot of it was because of drug addiction, but then there was a lot of secondary problems, stealing things, Stripping in public. <laughs> uh, that was the problem. Do you yeah. have, like, a favourite mugshot? I mean, the smoking gun puts celebrity mugshots up. They could do a whole, a whole, uh, a whole... Kind of a, a, a photo book. A montage. Yeah. Of a, a montage of mugshots. Oh, yeah. that's nice. That could be a good album name, right? Montage of mugshots <laughs> by Russell Brand. And then just sounds of doors being slammed. I don't know. Furry Walls is better. Furry Walls is a good uh, name for... Uh, you're, you're I love how you call those things secondary things. Secondary. Public because they happen because of the drugs. Yeah, yeah I've, since I've stopped taking drugs, I've not stripped naked in public even once. Who knew? Who knew they were connected? <laughs> At the time, I thought, this is unrelated behaviour. I just fancy a quick strip. I used to get arrested a lot of protests, you know, sort of like anti-capitalist sort of things. I used to go to them and I thought, these bloody capitalists, what they need is some more nudity in their lives. <laughs> That'll snap them out of and, it. And you performed for Queen Elizabeth, right? Yeah. You're probably the most arrested person ever to do a royal performance. Hang on a minute, I might be. That should be <laughs> written down somewhere, shouldn't it, in a book? <laughs> well, can you you guys all, you've got why don't you tweet that thing? on the way out? I'm the most hey, hold on. I'm the most arrested person ever to perform before Queen Elizabeth II, Queen of England and all her colonies. They usually don't let people like you get that close or in the same room. Yes, yes. Oh, that was my chance. <laughs> I could have overthrown her there and then. I should have kicked that shiny hat right off her head and assumed control of the country. Right, it's me now. I'm your queen. Now put your cats in jackets and sit on your settees. You have also been oh. fired, uh, by, well, suspended by the BBC. Yeah, yeah. Like when you're at school suspended. Like, you know, when you get in yeah. trouble at school, they go, right, you've been not coming to school. Take the rest of the week off and think about it. I was going to do that anyway. <laughs> How long? Thanks. It wasn't much of a suspension then. It was just a, a I wrist resigned. Lap. What Look, did you do? <laughs> I caused a lot of trouble with naughtiness. I, when I was a single man, I was very, very keen on sex. 
I slept with this dance troupe called the Satanic Sluts. One of that dance troupe's granddad was in an English sitcom called Forty Towers. Me and my mate rang up that granddad live on air and made some jokes on his answer phone that were insensitive. Yeah. <laughs> That's official work. It's yeah, insensitive. I didn't yeah, know. No. I thought they was funny. <laughs> but it turns out insensitive sure. is what they was. Thin line between funny and It's a thin, sexy little line yeah, between yeah. funny and yeah. That's where I keep it. <laughs> Russell Brand tonight at the Moor at eight o'clock. It is a pleasure to the meet Moore you. The Moor Theatre. I don't uh, want to leave. You can come. You I'd can all come I'm to the coming. gig if you want. You come in, mate. Oh, wait, we have to come. I'd love to come. Tonight at eight o'clock. Can we come? Yeah, definitely. Know? Come for free. You don't even have to pay. Uh, you're worth every penny. Do, I'll pay twice. Do you oh, know? That good. Do you know people that can get us in? Yeah, Dan. Dan's in charge. Dan. He's looking at me. He's already. He's already Dan Dan on the list. Dan, we're coming. We're on a list. Yeah, come. Then afterwards we can talk to each other in a corridor. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens as you talk in the uh, corridor. Yeah, you do. You really do. You'll be in moment. a corridor. Oh, the glamour. We're backstage. There's nothing to do. Tonight at the Moor at 8 o'clock, we have two pairs of tickets to give away to see Russell Brand tonight. 1-800-252-1025. Would you like to make people do something for the tickets or answer a question or something? Give up your drugs and win a ticket to the show. <laughs> come clean or don't come. <laughs> okay, yeah, come. Yeah. No, you don't have to come clean because otherwise no one would come with you. This is Seattle. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm not, uh, you've got to understand your market. Yeah. 1-800-252-1025. Caller number 10 and caller number 11. The question should simply be, why? Why the are you coming? The person that correctly. <laughs> right, and why? We'll, we'll put him on the air, Eric. Just start with caller number 10. You want to hear the answer? Yes. Or you got to go? Gotta, oh, why I'm, have I I'm getting go? death lasers. Death lasers? Death lasers. Oh, Use your urine against the death lasers, Spike. God gave you this talent. Piddle them away. Piddle us to freedom, Spike. Also works on jellyfish things. All right. Mm. Russell, it's very, very nice to meet Thank you. Thank you. I like it here in your radio show. Uh, you your entourage can take you now. This is great. It's going to be a bigger entourage next time. You think so? So yeah. please stop in. Oh, please remember where we are. All right, mate. All right. Sharon is calling number 10. Sharon, you can win the tickets. You just have to answer one question. Why? Why, Sharon? Why? Why? Because I love you. Because she loves you. She's in, he said. All right, hang on. Jeff and Banger, caller number 11. Uh, You have to answer one question. Why? (laughs) Jeff, it's not that hard. Uh, Why? Yes. Yes, he said. (laughs) Yes, no, he can come. He can come. <laughs> All right, that was nice. Uh, enjoyable? Uh, magic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm embarrassed, yeah. but yeah. Of course, he and Katy Perry would go on to get married and split up because their careers didn't allow them enough time to be together. And Russell, of course, has had a wonderful career. Um, he's gone a little bit right wing in recent years. I don't know if you know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's but, he's gone. He's gone. He's pissed off both sides in equal measure. But he's been himself. Yep, true to his word. And hopefully, still healthy while he's still alive. That's always an indicator. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Spike your sideways. Oh, there you go, uh, Joe. Any yeah, that was thoughts? like a, no. well, it was kind of like a time machine. I mean, I was it's just back there going, oh wow, this was like a chunk of my life. I'm you know, reliving here. And, and it was a blast where Russell Brand has really done well for himself is in the voice department. What's that? Uh, Despicable mm-hmm. me series. I think there's been three oh, yeah. of those. He's got a, a voice role in that. He's, he's done a lot uh, there, but um, 
you know, the, the, the Katy Perry thing didn't work out and you're, you're right. The, uh, the pandemic, he, he didn't take too well to that. He was kind the whole of vaccine thing. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. He was, he was on the, uh, here's our democracy crumbling and who knows. However, they, however, you know, those anti-vaxxing, it was created in a lab. People like a stopped clock are right twice a day about something. Right. Right. So, so you know, but that was that was fun. That was that was a great memory. Uh, yeah. From, uh, by from by the way, the ironically, ironically, um, my grandchildren are coming this weekend. Keith and Leanne are going to be here with the girls. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be eighty-eight degrees, pool weather, gorgeous. And I, I've, I've been learning all these things Joe used to be really good at, which is how to get tickets on Ticketmaster. You know, um, as people are dumping them. At last minute, you buying tickets ahead of time is kind of stupid now because they overcharge for them. But Katy Perry is doing a residency, and I asked Keith, "Would the girls like to go see Katy Perry?" Oh, that's great! So I'll, I'll have report. a ball. Yes, uh, and I like any kind of music. Um, I even like <laughs> this band. And the more people I tell I went to see this band, the more they complain about it. Uh, I saw Foreigner last week. I saw Lisa's pictures. Now I don't think there's there wasn't much of Foreigner when we opened for Foreigner. What was that? Ten years ago or something? That was two thousand nine or so uh, at Marymore so Park. When you right. say it isn't much of Foreigner, so when you go to the Seattle Symphony and they do Beethoven, do you go? That's just a cover band. They have no business playing Beethoven. Well, oh, no, I'm, I'm, okay, I'm okay with anybody playing whatever they want, and, and it's getting yeah. to the point where that's all we're going to have left. I mean, you, yeah. you're not going to see build, the Beatles. They don't build you know, as Beethoven they, live either, Bob. They don't, you know. They, they right. could, as far as I, I, one guy yeah. in the band's named Beethoven, or was his bass player? Who cares? Yeah, I mean, to me, Beethoven here. Yeah. The yeah. thing I will but say I, about Foreigner, because I love this one, because the people are vitriolic online who say they're a cover band, they shouldn't call themselves Foreigner. The famous Amos Cookies, Ben and Jerry Ice Cream, stopped having anything to do with their creators when the brand passed on to someone else. Um, yes has had 30 different members over the years, and even our dear friend who was with the band for 50 years wasn't a founding member. So I, I go by one thing, personally. How good is the show? And I will tell you that Foreigner show, hands down, one of the top rock concerts of all time that I've seen. And uh, Kelly Hansen, I, I, I was so excited after that show that I went on my hike uh, yesterday and I put on Foreigner's Greatest Hits because I wanted to relive. And I was like, ah, this guy, Lou Graham, he isn't as good as Kelly Hansen. So I went and I found a live foreigner show from 2012 and it was better they're better than the yeah. original band yeah and the fact that mick jones i guess has some health issues and wasn't with him this time and and you know he may be done i heard they're going to um sunset it that they're doing their farewell in fact kelly put it this way we're doing our farewell farewell 18 month tour we might be back again um I think that's wrong. I think there should be a touring foreigner licensed with the name a thousand years from now. In fact, Paul McCartney should get his 
together and he should get the best. There's all these Beatles tribute bands all over. There needs to be one that is licensed to be the Beatles. When the um, Dalai Lama gets old, they raise young potential future Dalai Lamas. <laughs> it's There's like five, five little Lennons somewhere in Liverpool being raised exactly. right now. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, great. I know that's off color and it's humorous, but I actually genuinely now living in Las Vegas, I enjoy the shows that are great. Uh, old guys hanging on who can't really sing that well anymore. If they're the original members, sorry, not as good for me. Bands that replace the original members with stellar Nashville musicians and play it true to the record and do the music, the songs. The songs to me are more important than the people. The songs are the genius. Just And that's why I use the Beethoven comparison. Anyway. And with Foreigner, as long as you have one, I think you're okay. You can't have all Americans. You got to have one. It's a Foreigner. You got to say, hey. We have, a, we have a Oh, foreigner. I see. You're upset that there's no Chinese person in the band? Is well, that it, no, really? A, a Brit. A Brit. It's fine. Well, isn't Just, that what Journey did? They got some uh, some guy well, yeah, from out of the country. Yeah. From the Philippines. Yeah. But yeah. if your name is Foreigner, I mean, that's the reason they named right. them themselves, because they were a hybrid of a British and, and U.S. musicians, which was kind of unusual at that time. Yeah. Uh, as long as you, you have it. Leonard Skinner, they're all gone now, but the uh, CMT... They did a tribute to Leonard Skinner with Warren Haynes. And, you know, as long as you get a bunch of Southern guys that can play Sweet Home Alabama, you can have Leonard Skinner for a long yeah, time. To but again, the rights to the name, and, you know, I have friends who are shut out to the rights to the name of their bands who are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and people like Lee Oscar. The rights to the name do matter. I wish, I, I wish there could be a tribunal that would, uh, you know, take the ones that went to the wrong people and fix it. Uh, but anyway, here's what we've seen in Las Vegas so far. Elton John, The Who, Little River Band, B-52s, John Fogarty, Sting is coming up this week, Foreigner, Sticks, Aerosmith, Brian Adams, Jay Leno, a couple nights ago, Taylor wow. Tomlinson, great comedian, Kristen Key, another great comedian. We saw the Fab Four, the best Beatles impersonators out there. It was okay. It was pretty good. We saw the Australian Bee Gees. Oh, um, I just looked at the lead singer and it said, I think he's wondering how he got here and why this ended up being his life. He just didn't seem to be into it. And then, uh, anyway, so those are the concerts. Uh, Spike, is he working tonight? We lost him again, yeah. Dave, is he having an issue with his uh, connection? Is that why he pops on and off? I don't know. All right, thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. Dave is our tech uh, ex out. executive producer behind the scenes who says he doesn't want it. That's a great background. All right, Dave, thank you for putting this all together. Well, all right. uh, Seattle is no L.A. or Vegas, but I got to say, I've never seen shows rolling in here at the rate they're rolling in this summer. It seems like yeah. we're officially... I, I mean, it's just crazy. Even the stuff I like, I'm going to go see uh, the Jerry Harrison and uh, Adrian Ballou. They're doing the Talking Heads Remaining Light Tour. Steve Hackett doing Genesis. Peter Gabriel doing Genesis. Snarky Puppy. I mean, there's just a, all these really, really super great shows that keep me wanting to see live music for a while. Yeah, and, uh, me too. That's festival, the best thing. Bomber shoots back. It's uh, rolling in. The winery, you wouldn't believe the winery's. Uh, James Taylor. I mean, it's it's on and on and on. James mm. Taylor, Steve Miller, just about every 
classic rock or thing that's going on they've got out there and see them, the see them while you can because there won't be another steve miller and there won't be another james taylor probably no but there'll no. be people trying to be steve miller and james taylor i saw a simon and garfunkel uh duo but, but shouldn't james taylor pick his own successor it would be nice well who did we have on was it james taylor's uh brother or uh he was so good if we mm. look back in our archives um he was great and uh same well, with I Mark. Think Gal- i think gallagher did that uh gallagher's brother does go he had gallagher, gallagher too, too. Yeah. yeah he put his brother out there all right all right uh the big blues bender people are asking us about stuff yeah uh blues bender i haven't i've been to it on a cruise ship but i haven't had done it here in vegas yet all right i don't think spike's coming back i think we've uh i think we've whizzed on uh all these topics pretty well joe uh we got through the whole show without one single f-bomb thank you yeah I you're think welcome that's- it's a pleasure. Good. I mean, it doesn't break my heart, but I got, I got, you know, I got an image to, to, uh, to do. Yeah, hold yeah. up here. I mean, I tell yeah. to tell my students that, you know, we've got the world's largest profanity delay button. By the way, here it's you got uh, a huge one. Yeah, is it? Big? Oh, it's the biggest. Take it's a the picture biggest. of it. Yeah, yeah. I wish I could. I'll send you a picture of it. It's a big old red thing, about that big. Uh, and, Spike did uh, get uh, back, and we are saying goodbye, Spike. So. Ah! Um, so we got through the show without an F-bomb. Next show, let's get through the show with no politics. Could we do one with no politics? I didn't mention him once. I know. It was <laughs> an odd It was odd choice for Joe, but I I, I, I would be, no, I would love, love to see. If you think shooting kids and stealing stuff is politics, no, that's the decline of humanity is what I'm talking about. This isn't politics. Okay. This is, this Let, is, let's do a comedy show next time. All right. Well, I can, I can hey, try this before we go. Let me say this before yeah. we go. I owe Joe a thank you. Oh. For Lil Yachty. <laughs> oh, yeah. We didn't even talk about Lil Yachty, but man, he, he is the best. Is I, that I the dog's I, name? What is Lil Yachty? I don't know what Lil Yachty is. <laughs> I, Lil Yachty I never, was a musical guest on Saturday Night Live. Is it a, bo- is it a bath toy that I can put in my uh, granddaughter's bathroom at Lil Yachty? Or is that actually my a rap? Yachty, my yeah, yeah. Lil Yachty. Is it a rap star? Yeah, he was a okay. musical guest on Saturday Night Live, and I and guess. Joe, your, your your assessment is perfect. He's great. He to a lot of Dark Side of the Moon and smoked a lot of weed, man. You watch this; and it's prog, it's progressive rap. This guy is. I mean, I'm serious. I sent you the link. It is some right. of the best stuff I've seen on Saturday. I'm sorry Night we Live didn't lead ever. with Little Yachty. I uh, or Lil Beethoven. Yeah. You mentioned a hundred years from now, and when they're saying, and here is the. You know, little yachty. I, I might, I, I might want to get a more serious name. Maybe not. But is it Lil with an L I L, or is it oh, Little yeah, with two? It is. it is Lil. Okay, like L-I-L. fifty cents is not fifty cent. Okay. But I'm telling you, you listen to that, Bob. The link I sent okay. you from Saturday Night Live, you'll go, holy cow! This, yeah, this guy is is got something going on. Mark my words, album of the year, All little right. yachty. And I never thought I would even say I liked him, but and it's funny because my kids were like, that's the worst stuff he's done. That is stuff, man. That's not even stuff. vintage, Lil Yachty. No, no. Yeah, but I'm, no. A, I'm a fan. You got to try right. it. Try it out. All right, guys. Love you, all of you. Thank you so Likewise, much. Bro, what do you, you What would you say to every two weeks we play a clip from the classic show and shoot the breeze for a little bit? Yeah, if, yeah. Is that going to be possible? Society might be here in two weeks. We should do that. Yeah. If there's still a world, we'll be yeah, here. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, if, it should if, be interesting tomorrow, so we'll see. Go to our YouTube channel. Go to BobRivers.blog. Sign up and make sure you get notified by email. Thank you so much, everybody. Cheers. Peace and love.
Love and peace.